Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There is a story for everyone here, because every story matters. Welcome everyone to the Storybooks. This is the place to be if you are a lover of stories, learning new and interesting things, and if you want to grow abundantly. My name is Jay Phantom, and I believe it's my purpose to help you realize your worth and become the greatest and best version of you possible. I am grateful that you're here today. Now let's journey into the Storybooks together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. I'm fairly certain that each and every one of you would know who Elon Musk is, the founder of Tesla, PayPal, you name it, all those companies. Well, my friends, I had the absolute privilege and honor of speaking with May Musk, Elon Musk's mum. Now, for those of you that don't know what May Musk does or has done in her amazing life, then you're in for a real treat. But May Musk has reached success in the past 50 years of her life in the nutrition and modeling fields. May Musk is an international best-selling author as well, dietitian, model, and speaker. She's quite good at uh, all those things, actually. Her, her book, A Woman Makes a Plan, Advice for a Lifetime of Adventure, Beauty, and Success, is now quite literally one of my favorite books to read. Highly encourage each and every one of you to go and get a copy. I read it literally in three days. It didn't take long because it's not a hard read at all. It's filled with stories and I love stories. So go and get a copy and you'll thank me later. But it became an international bestseller and is now in 70 plus countries and many more to be announced very, very soon. She has reached success in the past 50 years in the nutrition and modeling fields, as I said before, but May started her nutrition business in eight cities and three countries through speaking, consulting, counseling, writing, and media work. She has reached the peak in her field in South Africa, Canada, and the United States as the first representative of the consulting dietitians of South Africa, And she is also the president of the Consulting Dietitians of Canada and chair of the Nutrition Entrepreneurs Academy of Dietics and Nutrition. She also won the Outstanding Nutrition Entrepreneur Award in the USA. She she was the first dietitian to be featured on a cereal box with a book, uh, Feel Fantastic, published in 1996, so the year I was born, and now out of print. 
Her new book, A Woman Makes a Plan, will make you feel fantastic so the motivation certainly does continue. And I can speak quite highly of her book like I was mentioning before. But May uh, has has been modelling since the age of 15. She has been on four billboards in Times Square in her her 60s, uh, probably a new record as well. Now in her 70s, she doesn't stop at all. She just keeps on going. She's oldest cover girl and at long last a supermodel who travels the world doing high fashion campaigns. She continues to give uh, presentations on entrepreneurship, aging equality, uh, single parenting, overcoming challenges, confidence and health to corporations, associations, hospitals and universities. She is an ambassador as well for two nonprofits that fit into her two careers, Big Green, Building Vegetable and Fruit Gardens in under uh, served schools and Dress for Success, a global not-for-profit organization that has helped more than 1 million women achieve economic independence by providing a network of support, a variety of personal and professional development programs and work attire. That's why, as May says, it's hashtag Great to be 72. Amazing human being May is. I had an absolute blast uh, speaking with May and I think you guys are really going to enjoy this conversation. I do have to say I had a audio glitch. I mean, if you're going to have an audio glitch, why not have one with the incredible May Musk? But that did happen. But May was gracious enough to allow me just to use, uh, you know, my AirPods. Uh, and we had a great conversation nonetheless. So there is a bit of a an audio uh, issue on my end, but uh, it's just a bit softer. So I tried my best to fix it up for you guys, but wanted to let you know in the meantime. Uh, so anyway, my friends, Please share it around with all your friends and family members. Let them know of this episode. If you do know uh, who uh, May Musk is, fantastic. You're going to hear some things that she hasn't necessarily uh, spoken about on this conversation and so much more. So really do appreciate each and every one of you uh, going and supporting May and her uh, her work um, and her, her mission too. Uh, go and get a copy of a book. It's available anywhere books are sold. All links are in the show notes below too. Before you go, don't forget to leave a rating and review over on our podcast and subscribe. Uh, all right. So you know what time it is, my friends. It is time to make a plan because the plan is today that we're going to journey into the story box and listen to the incredible wisdom, advice, and story of none other than May Musk. Thank you. I'm very curious to hear what all you're interested in because you really read my book well. (laughs) I did. I did. I had so many questions. Uh, And to be honest with you, I could speak with you for hours about your book (laughs) because I I tried to pick some of the the most uh, insightful questions I could, I I wanted to ask you straight away. So the first one that I do want to start off this conversation with is, Uh, And I kind of start off all my conversations with it. It it is, what does success look like for you? Well, I suppose speaking on on the story box is one of them. (laughs) Let's start with that. Yeah, I I would say I'm feeling very successful at at the moment, although it doesn't slow me down. I never stop working, but I never start working at at, uh, promoting my book because I feel that Penguin Books have 
being so great with publishing it worldwide. And also um, my model agencies are working so hard for me. So I, I appreciate what everybody does. And my speaking agent, they just at CAA, fabulous. Mm. So I must say um, I'm feeling quite successful now, but it doesn't mean I slow down. Mm. You actually speak a lot about in the book, which is something I was quite surprised about, that you work incredibly hard and you do not stop, which is amazing. And, and one thing is, I'm curious, speaking about success, has your version of success changed for you over time? And if so, how and why? Well, I would say it was always a struggle because I moved a lot. As you know, I moved to the now the ninth city I've moved to. And you have to start from scratch. And why would anyone want um, the stranger just to turn up and be the local dietitian as well as the local model? And so it was always hard. And you just have to keep on going because, of course, you get a lot of no's. And then at that, of course, when I got divorced, my main goal then was to earn enough to feed my kids. <laughs> and now... Um, now I don't have to worry about that. So mm. uh, life is better. But of course, mm. I'm 73. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> and, and if people have um, seen photos of you, you definitely don't look 73. And the, with all the things that you're doing in the world, you certainly don't act like you're 73 either. <laughs> so you know, I don't feel like I'm 73. When I model with girls in their 20s, I, everybody says I have more energy than them and I'm enjoying it more than them. And, and it's true. I'm loving it. So, uh, yeah, I don't feel 73. And I think um, you don't have to feel old. I mean, I think health is very important. And, you know, I'm very careful with my eating habits to stay in good health. But um, the, the thing is, you can't act like an old person. And you, and so that's, you know, like walk slowly or talk slowly or complain, you know, that makes you old. So I certainly don't have a, have a problem with aging. That's a good, that's good advice for a 24 year old <laughs> to know. Yes, that. I know a young man, a young man wants to interview a 73 year old grandmother. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm, 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 like I was saying in the intro, I really, really loved your story. And one of the things that I was interested in, yeah, it was chapter 20 in the book. Uh, and you speak about being in quite a few uncomfortable situations throughout the entire book, but this one in particular that sort of uh, sparked my interest that were a bit out of character. So were you able to, um, or can you share how you were able to sort of build confidence and where does that confidence actually come from for you? Well, I, I grew up as a confident child because I had happy parents and I was good at schooling. I was terrible at sports, but they didn't take away my confidence. I just wasn't good at it. And uh, so I didn't try to, I don't strive to be good at things that I don't have the talent for. I'm not an artist. I, I admire art, but I can't do it. So I rather focus on science because I'm, I'm a scientist. And then um, but this modeling kept on going on, you know, that people mm. just kept on wanting me to model. So, so that was interesting. However, when you move cities, you don't, nobody knows who you are. So it's really hard to get your own business going and you are very uncomfortable. I would join every kind of club that was not expensive, you know, like the mm. Chamber of Commerce or the Dietetics Association. And then you walk into a room and you don't know anyone and everybody's yeah you know, 
hugging and air kissing each other, although not lately, <laughs> but uh, they are. And then, and then you can't just interfere. You can't just walk into the group. So you kind mm. of stand alone feeling very uncomfortable and, and shy. And mm. then eventually somebody talks to you and includes you in their group. So then then you then you you still don't boast about yourself and you know you, you got to talk about whatever's going on mm. and you gradually build up and it it's a long and painful process because you you don't have that kind of confidence to be able to push yourself but you get a lot of rejection and then you have to come out of that but of course after my marriage Ren, uh, that that was when I had no confidence at all because I'd been mm. beaten up physically and mentally for, for nine years, you know, so uh, which I didn't want to talk about, but my children insisted and so did my editor. Funny enough, I had lunch with my editor today and I, and I said, you can't believe how many people relate to abusive marriages or abusive relationships. And she says, um, she forced me to keep it in because I wanted that chapter out. And um, it seems to be resonating with with many women. Mm. So that's good. Wow. And it was very bold of you to actually put that in the book. And that was one of the things that I was sort of taken aback by, the amount of, like, the length of time you actually did spend in that marriage and the amount of the the abuse that did go on, uh, which was for a young person to actually read. And I highly encourage people to go and, pick up a copy of a book and actually read it because uh, it is quite is quite a challenging part of the book, but it is a needful part of the book, I think, to help a lot of people understand that you did go through this, but it doesn't have you don't have to stay in that uh, that abusive relationship. There is a way out. So yeah, you have to get you have to get out of it, call on family or friends to help you get out of it. Now, I also, when I did that chapter, I thought it would never go worldwide because some governments, you know, they wouldn't like to know that I got out of an abusive marriage. And that is probably the reason, one of the reasons why it went worldwide, because uh, when I do interviews in other countries, it seems like they ha- their women have it worse than I did, you know, Um because uh, they they aren't given the opportunity to leave their husbands or relationships. They um, so, but many women are saying, "I'm just getting out of this hellhole I'm in," and and they'll just send me a DM and on on Instagram, and uh, and I, I'm just happy for them that they're going to take a chance. Yeah. What has been for you, May? What has been something that you haven't been able to plan for in your life that ended up being pleasantly surprising for you? Well, you know, a woman makes a plan comes from a Burmaka plan, which mm. in South Africa, it's a saying a farmer makes a plan because things always go wrong when you're a farmer. <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't, uh, um, it's, it's like gambling. Farming is like gambling. It always goes wrong. So that's what it was. A woman makes a plan. But if your life is great, then you just keep on going. But if you aren't happy and there's circumstances in business or in your personal life that's not working out and it's making you not look forward to every day, then you need to make a plan. And this this men love as well because they feel the same. So I was being interviewed by a man and then he said to me, um, his my book has changed his business life because he's a CEO of his company and he said to his staff, um, I'm sorry, I've I've fired the main 
the, the brilliant person who was in their office because he, he was disruptive. And everyone in his staff said, thank you. We, why did, what took you so long? So you see, and I thought to myself, wow, men are really enjoying that section that you don't have to put up with nasty people, bad situations. You just have to find a way out. And sometimes you'll think you're in a dark tunnel and it takes you a while to climb out of it. And that will happen. And you have to keep climbing until you get out of it. Mm. So where, for, for example, for you, and this might help others as well listening, where did you find inspiration to get out of that horrible situation, to get out of the horrible marriage that you're in and what kept you going? And do you need to make a plan in order to find happiness in one's life? Well, you certainly have to make a plan to find happiness if you are not happy. So you've mm-hmm. got to make that plan. And I read a book called I'm Okay, You're Okay. And I'm reading this book and I'm saying, oh, um, here I'm being told multiple times a day I'm ugly, stupid, and boring, and that's why we have no friends. Um, and uh, so when you get told that over and over, you know, you you do lose your confidence, and you um, but you realize even if I am ugly, stupid, and boring, um, why do I have to put up with all this? So then you eventually just say you can't cope with it anymore. Then I ran away with my three kids. And even though, and I had savings, but he had signing rights on my savings. So, and I had signing right on his savings. So he removed all my savings and I, and stopped my, and, and stopped my access to his savings. So suddenly I had to start from scratch. Mm-hmm. And um, then I just thought, well, now I've gotten rid of him. But then there were nine years of lawsuits because of course he knew I had no money and uh, he just um, would be suing me over and over and over to take revenge. And uh, that can happen too, but still going to court every year is still better than living in hell. Mm. <laughs> you know? So you mm. have to look at it that way. But when I moved to Toronto and my funds were blocked, and I, but I found a rent-controlled apartment. It took us three weeks to make it a little livable. And then we, I could eventually afford a carpet so we could sleep on it. Um, my, and my kids were fine with all this, which is so surprising. Mm. <laughs> they were fine. They wanted to, to move too. Um, he couldn't sue me anymore. So I was at a huge advantage. Mm. Living, sleeping on a floor, I'm still at a huge advantage because I don't have uh, con- continuous fear of a, a revengeful man. So again, you've got to take what's going better in your life than what's if you're in a bad situation. Mm. I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, and that's yeah. very helpful for me. I mean, there's also part of your book where you do talk about your, your parents in there as well with what's going yes. on, uh, yeah. which is very interesting to read as well. So once again, highly encourage people to go and read the book. Um, I, I could ask you so many questions, but has there been any plans in your life that you've made that later you might have regretted them? And if so, are you comfortable with sharing some? Well, I did write about it in my book that I, uh, I was signed with the, uh, I was working very well, doing great campaigns and all that. Then I signed with the biggest agency and the most mm-hmm. popular agency. And I didn't name the agency. It's better not to. And they kept me out of the market for five years. And then, and then um, 
I kept on saying to them, I didn't join you to, to, to stop modeling. And they'd scream at me. And well, the main woman would scream at me to say she's doing her best, but nobody wants to book me. So after five years, I sat in their office until the, and the head of the, the, the agency um, didn't want me sitting there and wow. let me out of my contract. And then I joined a small agency and suddenly everybody was booking me a billboard in Times Square, a billboard at Madison Square Gardens, front covers of magazines, huge campaigns. These people have been trying to book me for five years mm. and I'd been not available. And, and the reason is this woman was keeping me out of the market because I was competition to her other models and especially one of her models, which was her best friend. And she didn't want me there. And I believe that uh, my daughter was telling me, Tosca, you know, she's in the movie business. And uh, she was telling me that that's very common in, in, uh, in the movie for actors. If you come in uh, and you look like Tom Cruise, they will sign you up and not send you out. But uh, this is the first time I've seen it in modeling. So it was, um, it was devastating. I just couldn't understand what I, why nobody wanted to book me. And yet people would meet me in the streets or in a restaurant. We've been trying to book you for months and you're not available. And I say, I haven't modeled for months, you know? So anyway, that I'm still, you can hear, I'm still bitter and twisted about that. Why did I put up with it for so long? Logically, I should know better. But now with social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, now you have a greater power. People can contact you. You can send it to your agent or they can contact your agents. I have now with CAA, it's just like, it's so fantastic. They work so hard for me and, and um, I really am in a good situation. You're in very high demand now, which is yes. amazing. <laughs> so it makes, it makes me even more appreciate your time today, May. And um, I, love your, I love your story. And, and by the way, I've actually had Tosca on the story box uh, last ah. year who was an amazing, amazing conversation. Really loved speaking to her. I got to ask her a question that I don't think she's ever been asked before, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Um, but I wanted to ask you, May, if for someone that hasn't actually read your book and if they were to pick it up and turn to any page or chapter first within the book, uh, would you recommend that, or what page or chapter would you recommend that that person turns to um, to get the most out of it? For me personally, this is just me, but I love chapter seventeen because it it hit home regarding persistence. So you talk about that, and I can relate to it so much because I have a saying that be persistent, remain consistent, and the things that you want. And I just fell in love with that chapter. So if you could share, if you can, uh, any page or chapter. You know, everyone relates to a different section. Some love the adventures in Southern Africa in the Kalahari Desert, where mm -hmm. you go for three weeks without seeing people, except the occasional Bushman tribe. And you can you learn that you don't need to shower for three weeks, <laughs> that you can survive as long as you have some water and food, and that you can sleep on the ground under the stars. And that uh, from there, you can only go up. <laughs> you, know, you know, you can't get much worse than that. So, yeah. so that made you very, um, uh, you know, that, that's why I was sleeping on the floor in mm. Canada was, was no problem. I, I had a roof over my head. And so 
uh, that that people relate to. They love my health section. Of course, I'm a dietitian. I thought that should be my main section, but yeah. um, everybody has health ideas, but mine's common sense and science. And mm. it, people love that they don't have to eat kale. That I get a lot of reports about. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> um, and then, of course, the business side, they love that. Um, that you, you, if things are not going in your well in your business life, I, and that I did when I had my private practice, my mm. my clients would eat under stress, and I'd say you got to get rid of that stress, which means you leave that job or you get you talk to someone more senior to make sure you report to someone else who who respects your opinion and your work, and mm. you know they'd say, oh no, that's terrifying. I said I can't change your eating habits until you get rid of that stress. So then they would do that and then they would say, my gosh, this is so, life is so much better. So just to let you know that that's one thing. And then uh, let's see. Yeah, the abuse part, many women are relating to that and, and they're ready to move on. Mm-hmm. And, and then we find that men are supporting women who have been abused, which is good mm-hmm. because women are supporting women, but men have to support women too, because you wouldn't like it if one of your friends is beating up his wife or girlfriend. You would stop mm-hmm. it immediately. Yeah. So that's why women have to talk about it so that it, it just worldwide, it has to stop. Mm. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. And if people are listening to this right now and you are in an abusive relationship, Listen to May, go and get her book. And thank you for your vulnerability, May, because it is very important that we do share this so that mm. other people can connect with to it and so that they can make a plan to get out of it. And I love mm. how in chapter 17 as well, I forgot to mention this, but um, you also share that persistence leads to success and the fact that uh, asking for what you want, you, you've got mm. to ask. And if you don't ask, you don't get which my yes. grandfather used to tell me all the time. So okay. that, that hit hard. Well, you must me, have but... been asking for me quite a lot because my yeah. the agents are really, they're very fussy about who talks to me. <laughs> so, because uh, yes. I can only do so many, so many interviews a day, you know. So, yes. um, so you must have been persistent, which is excellent. And, um, you know, I was, uh, I remember um, this must 10 years ago before there was social media. I remember a woman saying, she lost her job. So now she sent out three resumes and now um, uh, now she's just in God's hands. I said, mm. you know, I would send out 20 resumes if I were you. Because um, uh, I know 20 resumes, you could give uh, if there's a better chance. <laughs> yes. My yeah. So, um, yeah, God will provide for you, but I would send out resumes. I, totally. Like you've, you've got to do the work. I mean, it's kind yes. of like... There's a story uh, that I heard of someone that is drowning in the ocean and uh, he cries out to God and says, God, can you save me? And then God sends uh, a boat across and he says, um, do you need saving? And he says, no, no, God's going to save me. And the boat passes along. An hour later, another boat passes and he says, uh, do you need saving? And the guy says, no, God's going to save me. Anyway, uh, after a third boat passes, moving the story along, the guy drowns and goes to heaven and he goes to God. God, why didn't you save me? And he goes, I sent three boats. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. And yeah, exactly. That makes complete sense. It's, it's, yeah. it's, like, that. it's like that. You've got yes. to do it. And don't, don't be do afraid it. to do it. So yeah. I also wanted to touch on uh, you are a nutritionist. And this is one yes. of my one of my favorite questions I love asking nutritionists because you guys deal with food a lot. 
Um, yes. What has been the weirdest food combination you've ever tried? You know, every time I go to one of these fancy restaurants that they give you these beautiful works of art that you're meant to eat, I don't even know what's in there. It looks like they could be alive. They certainly are raw. And then there's all sorts of, and it's, you know, how they make you eat weird food. But to me, that's not delicious. So, so I often after like having 10 courses of fancy food, I will go and look for a hamburger. <laughs> because I will have a taste and it's so weird that, that I can't eat it. Yeah. Uh, my, my taste palate isn't that uh, exotic, I guess you could say, either. Yeah. I prefer, prefer to say with a normal food. <laughs> Me too. Um, Me, I'm normal. But I know Kimball, my younger son, you know, he's the chef. And, yep. uh, ooh, he gets completely excited about it. So, you know, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah. May, do you believe that anything is missing currently in your life? At the moment, I think just a trip to Australia would be nice. Yes. <laughs> Come down under, please. Yes. Yes, I've just, um, CAA introduced me to CULT, which is K-U-L-T, the model agency. Yeah. And um, let's see what happens. That'd be amazing. Please, if yeah, I'd love to connect with you if that is at all possible. Um, <laughs> later well, you've on got a in, connection in with Penguin Books. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, so, May, this is this is a question I ask everyone at the end because I know our time is, is almost up. So I want you, it's a hypothetical question, but I want you to imagine with me for a moment that you've been able to reach the age of 100. All your friends and your family have decided to put together a film for you of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done, then ask me how in the world they got all, all of it. We'll just call it magic for the sake of argument. But they've been able to get it and show it to you on your 100th birthday. What do you want that film to say and to show about your life? Well, I would like the film to be a happy film. I don't want, I really didn't want my struggles in this book, but my three kids insisted. And when I make a movie, I just wanted, I don't mind showing that I walked to doctor's offices and waited there. That's not so bad, but I just don't want the really sad, traumatic times of my life to be in a movie. Mm. I think at 100, my mom died in 98. She stopped working at wow. 96. And um, I, I would want just the happy parts to be in the movie. Mm. Mm. I think it'd yeah. be an amazing, amazing movie to watch. May, what do you what do you love the most about your story and and yourself? Well, um, you know, I just I'm just so happy that people are relating to my book and loving different sections of my book. If everyone has a has a different chapter that they like, because I mean, there's 28 chapters, but they're very short. And mm. people say, well, every chapter could be a book <laughs> because I just touched on things, just experiences mm. and the lessons I learned from them. And I'm just hoping that people who read it can, can see themselves in some section and then make a plan to change their lives to be better. Mm. It was one of the things I loved about your book because I don't like the long extended chapters. It's very very short but impacting when you do read it so it's an easy easy read but it packs a mighty punch my goodness uh, and you're <laughs> right <laughs> and and you are and you are right it could have been like their own separate books like which which is also awesome to to have 
Um, May my final question for you, and this may be a hard one to answer, but we'll see how we go. What has been the worst piece of advice you've ever received from someone? Well, the worst piece of advice was to join the large agency who Mm -hmm. then stopped my modeling career. I don't know why I didn't figure it out quicker. Mm. I was so honored to be with this big agency. Why didn't I figure it out quicker? And you'd think with age, you you learn things. I was in my 60s. Come on, you know, <laughs> 50s and mm. 60s. I should have figured it out. And um, so, yeah, so really, if you find you're in a situation where you are not moving ahead and you wonder why, uh, get out of it and and find, find because if you're not moving ahead, you might as well, then you're losing nothing. If you leave, you can always come back. If you're in a bad situation, you can always come back to the bad situation, but you might as well get out and find um, a a better situation. And you may struggle and you may be scared and you may not have confidence, but if you, you got to get out of a bad situation. Perfect send off message to wrap up this amazing conversation. May Mas, where can people find you, buy your book and learn more about you? Well, um, maymusk.com uh, as well as Maymusk everywhere on Twitter, Facebook, and, and Instagram. And then, of course, Penguin Books are doing a great job having my book in Australia. Maymusk, thank you so much for taking the time today and for sharing a little bit about your story on the Storybox podcast today. Thank you so much. really don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guests today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you would like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on all podcast platforms. It is that easy. And if you did get something from today's guest, please do share it around with your friend or family member who you feel could benefit from hearing today's story. And before you go, I greatly appreciate it if you could spend 30 seconds leaving a rating review over on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to reaching more people and building this community of the Storybox. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one you heard today. Your support is always greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you then. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.